Hi there, come on in. This is Seriously Yourself, the podcast, and I'm Ingrid Hollander. My goodness, today I have a kind of a fun topic, I think. And it grew out of this realization that came to me very profoundly during, I think, the last year or two, which is I am not that unique. I want you to hear that. It's so often that we think we are so unique, we are so alone, what we feel is not the same strength or importance or tragedy (laughs) that other people experience, or maybe that the way we think and feel is just so nuanced that no one could understand. And somewhere along the line, especially in, I think, the last two years of lots of time to reflect, I realized if I'm feeling some kind of way, other people are feeling some kind of way too. If I'm noticing something that's interesting, I am not that unique, right? It's a thing, probably. Now, not to say that I'm not uniquely myself or showing up in my own body, but frankly, mm, the things that happen to me have happened to other people and are happening to other people. And I say that not to be dismissive in any way, but to reassure you that even when things might seem small to you, your feelings might seem bothersome, but in the scope of life, not that big of a deal. Yeah, and yet it's okay to acknowledge them because others are probably feeling them also. So today I'm gonna talk about one of those instances that I find kind of fun and curious And um, come join me because I think you'll find it interesting too. So the other day I woke up and I was kind of doing the things I tend to do in the morning. So I love to grab my phone. Yes, I confess, it is my phone. And I'll look through my email and I'll look through to make sure nothing has changed drastically in the world overnight. And... Lately, I'll, I'll maybe grab a little game of Wordle. Have you heard of Wordle? Yeah, everybody's talking about Wordle. And if you haven't heard of that, then there's a unique thing. But you probably have because it's not that unique. And I was playing the game and I realized there was a certain amount of um, intensity and very close to anxiety going on in my body and my mind. And I recalled being a little kid, and I used to love to watch the sitcoms of my youth, which were things like uh, the Lucy show with Lucy Arnaz, uh, Lucy and Desi Arnaz, and um, she was always in trouble. You know, I think most of the the plot lines of those '60s and early '70s sitcoms and shows like that were just, there's a terrible predicament and it's hilarious, but how is this person going to get out of it? And I remember as a child getting so engaged 
and just feeling sort of overwrought with, oh no, oh no, how is Lucy going to get out of this now? She is in dire straits, you know, what is Gilligan going to do on the island? And um, what even is Batman going to do? He's stuck in the penguin's lair again, and this is going to go horribly wrong. And if they could only see what I see, I've got it all figured out. And one day I recall sitting on my shag carpet and recognizing, wait a minute, it's not going to matter <laughs> if I figure this out, or if I feel all of this flooding in myself, I, if I feel all of this pain, really, or not. And I sort of learned a little moment of detachment, like, eh, do your thing, Lucy, I bet you'll be fine. I've seen this one before. So in that same regard, I think I have parts of me that move into even fun things or routine things with an attitude of, I have to solve it, and I have to figure it out. And if I don't, uh, it could be a problem. So back to Wordle. I was playing Wordle, which is fairly new to me, and is a lot of fun. If you don't know it, it's a game where you start by guessing a word, and then you see what letters are in the word, and you rearrange them and guess more until you get the word, and you get five guesses max. I think it's five, maybe six. And it had become a problem. The first few times I played it, it was like, whatever, if I actually get the word, I'm going to be thrilled and amazed. And of course, then I got it in less than the total amount required. And then I got it in even less and even less. And I was like, wow, I at least have to make it in three guesses. And therein lie the problem because I didn't. Who cares? <laughs> I'm not up for any particular Wordle championships or awards. And so I didn't have to do that. But my body was registering as if this was a problem. And I could feel the scowl lines increasing in my forehead. And I took a deep breath and I thought, are you having fun? And the answer was not, not exactly. And I let go of some of the parts of me that were not having fun. I allowed them to just not worry about it so much. This is not serious. And I think those parts that were sort of trained and raised on sitcoms, to that sensation in my body, it doesn't matter if it's serious, right? I mean, certainly Lucy in the Chocolate Factory or, you know, Lucy getting caught by Ricky in the, you know, performing in the musical was not serious. But I think that I learned it didn't matter. You had to solve it anyway. Later that morning, I was going to get some laundry done. No big deal. But also something that when you're an entrepreneur and you're working from home, and I know a lot of you have become people that work from home, even if you are not considered homeworking entrepreneurs uh, in the last two years. So, so much of my time is self-organized. I don't ever really have anybody demanding that I do anything that I haven't set up for myself. And that can be beautiful and freeing, and I'm really grateful for it. And it can also be tricky because it is on me. Therefore, it becomes, in some parts of my psyche, a problem to solve. So anyway, I thought I should get some laundry done today before I move on to my meetings. 
and I'm standing and I'm dividing the laundry by relatively light clothing and relatively dark clothing. And honestly, that's another question I have. Like, does it really even matter? I I don't know, but I still do it. And so I was doing that. And as I looked at my piles of laundry, I was getting that same kind of bunched up feeling that I had when I was playing Wordle, like I was thinking too hard. Uh, I could feel again the scowl between my eyebrows and I could feel my body getting sort of intense and it was like, oh, I'm going to have one a day, I'm going to have quite a day today if I feel like this. And then I stopped and I just started laughing. It just cracked me up. It was like, Ingrid... The laundry does not know or care who goes first. This is not a problem. This is not an issue. And I even thought about it. I was like, well, maybe it is. Let me see. Does it matter if I do the relatively darker clothes because the pants take longer to dry and maybe I want to hang them up? And no, not really. Not really. It's all kind of a constructed in my own mind that there's something right about doing it in some particular way. And I got to thinking about how when you have a little bit of anxiety and you try to help yourself by problem solving and by organizing and by structuring and by creating stability and meaning and rules and how for a while that can help, right? I mean, the first times that you do anything like that, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm going to get Wordle in three words, or I'm going to divide my wash, and so I know how to do it somehow, or I'm going to get it done before my meeting. And then just like the little kid in me sitting on the floor realizing I'm anxious for nothing, it can sort of take off and become its own problem. These things that originally gave comfort and stability and safety and cohesion and satisfaction, if they're met with anxiety and the sense that everything is a problem and there is a perfect way to do things, then they get sort of um, almost taken over by nervousness in the system for me. And as I said, I can't imagine I'm all that unique. In fact, I know that I'm not. So if you share some of these kinds of feelings and thinkings and tendencies, I would just encourage you to take that moment to notice your body And ah, take that extra breath that we all need every now and then so we can disengage from something that isn't real, right? Disengage from something that isn't necessary, that doesn't have any basis in truth. So... The truth is, if I solve Wordle in one word versus six, doesn't make me any better or worse. I get lucky that day. Maybe I should also play the lottery. (laughs) And 
the lights and darks did not care who was washed first, nor did I. And I couldn't tell you which I did first now. So don't worry about being so perfect. Don't worry that you're not like others. You are. And take really good care of you. Take really good care of you. You're doing a great job. I know you are. Everyone is just doing their best. Thanks for being here with me. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Seriously Yourself. To help treat yourself well each week, go ahead and subscribe to Seriously Yourself wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share this link with anyone you love who might be seeking a little more truth and delight in their lives. If you just can't get enough and you'd like even more goodness, you can become a part of Seriously Yourself, the membership community. You'll receive a monthly magazine, personal gatherings, and cool little treats delivered right to your mailbox. Find out more about that on my website, IngridYHillanderLMFT.com. And thanks to those who make Seriously Yourself special. Our wonderful music is Midsummer from the album Flood by the fabulous Joel Hillander. Seriously Yourself is produced by Particulate Media K.O. Myers, executive producer. The ideas and inspirations come from beautiful humans like you that I feel lucky to know. And I'm Ingrid Hollander. Take good care of yourself. See you next time.